The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Kisa Amaro, and with me, as always, is Mary Preston. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get in deeper into to today's topic. All right. Welcome. Uh, I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach, and I help mental health professionals get control of their emotional eating. Um, I've got a couple of six-session programs that guide you through discovering why your eating habits feel out of control. They teach you how to be in charge of what you put into your body, and I started my last five-day challenge on August 13th, so keep an ear out for the next one. It'll be happening soon. And this last one was five days to conquer your work day without sugary snacks. Awesome. Thanks, Mary. What about you? I'm Kisa Morrow. I'm a certified health coach, and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and themselves. And I am developing a six-week um, jumpstart program to lose your cravings and help you kind of get, get control of your cravings and change your mindset around food to help you with your weight loss or your weight maintenance. Perfect. Keep us updated, Kesa. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully in September, we'll hear some news about it. So. Excellent. And then also, guys, if you have not joined our Facebook group yet, you can head on over to Facebook. Uh, just search the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa. That's the name of our group. And you can join in. We will be posting episodes, resources, and you can ask questions and leave your thoughts and feedback. Ooh, yeah, join if you're not on there already. <laughs> so do it. Do it. All right, everyone, after you join, come back and listen to us talk about our topic of the day today, which is the power of our thoughts. Very exciting. Kisa. Yes. <laughs> so today we're going to be sharing with you the model, which is a tool created by Brooke Castillo as a way to organize, understand, and see the teaching she has learned through her studies. And it's based on universal truth. It is a visual in which you can write down what's going on in your brain in order to see how it's affecting your feelings, your actions, and your results you're getting in your life. And since I've been using the model, I've become more aware of how my thoughts, the thoughts I think, affect my feelings and actions or inactions I take in my life. It has given me awareness of my current thought process and, and has allowed me to change my thoughts in order to change my feelings, actions, and results. And through using the model, I've become more productive in my work, uh, more understanding of my daughter and husband, as well as facing my fears and moving forward through them. It has also helped me 
um, view myself and my body in a positive way and get rid of negative self-talk. I use, I used to procrastinate a lot in my business, um, or just, you know, not take action because I'm a perfectionist and, um, I'm really sensitive to what other people think about me. Um, so now like using the model, I now understand my thinking patterns around this and how they were not getting me the results I wanted, um, which was growing my business, of course. So, so now I'm working on changing my thinking process in order to grow my business and be more productive in my business. And since the model is so effective, we wanted to share it with you guys. so we have provided you a worksheet of the model, and we highly recommend that you print it out and have it in front of you while listening. And if you would like some more information on Brooke Castillo, she is a life coach. Um, you can visit thelifecoachschool.com. Yeah, we told, we love Brooke Castillo. I'm sure you've yeah. heard us talk about her before. Um, yeah, we mention her all the time. I really love the model as a simple framework of like how things work. It's really user friendly, and that's one of my favorite things about it. Uh, when I first began listening to her podcast, what I noticed is that she takes a concept that takes mental health professionals years to study and perfect, and she stills it down into a tool that I can teach and use with my clients in one to two sessions. So I love that you don't have to be a professional with years of experience to start using it to begin managing your life. Uh, I've been using it daily for the past two years, and it's really helped me shift and change a lot of things in my life. Um, it's helped me gain a whole new outlook on business and money. Um, uh, losing my fear of the number on the scale was a big one for me. Stop looking at food as the enemy and to truly love my body, including my arms and my belly, which like, you know, everybody's got their, their biggest <laughs> challenges. My arms have always been. They're the ones I look at in pictures, and I'm like, ugh but not anymore. Um, And it was surprisingly helpful when I learned the outcome of the presidential election. I have to be honest. (laughs) Right? The the morning I woke up and the presidential election had been announced was one of the days that I was really happy that I had the model to to rely on because uh, I was hurting that day and a lot of people were, but I feel like I moved through it in a different way that I would have without it. So together with meditation, um, you know, gentle movement and changing the type of food that I nourish my body with, it's been really helpful in decreasing my anxiety. Uh, I never knew what it was like to go through a day totally calm and peaceful. And it's really helped me let go of the terrible negative self-talk that I didn't even realize I was using against myself. Uh, So it's really benefited me, but it's also really benefited and helped my clients with their symptoms symptoms of anxiety and depression. I feel like with those clients, that's like, that's where it really helps a lot. So if you have anxiety and depression, it's something that you can kind of pick up and use on your own. Um, I do recommend, you know, seeing a coach, seeing a therapist to kind of get another viewpoint on it, but you can totally just start using this today. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's even really been helpful with clients who have experienced trauma. Um, You know, trauma is really complex. And so I would definitely recommend seeing a therapist who is uh, experienced with trauma, but it's also really helped some of those clients just with the um, anxiety and the way that they're thinking about themselves in, in the afterwards of trauma. So what I love is I can teach it in session. Clients can use it on their own. It's really great. 
Awesome, Mary, thanks for sharing. Uh, so now we've shared kind of how the model has helped us in our lives. So um, let's go ahead and explain what the model is. Uh, so first we have circumstances. And circumstances are things that happen in our life that we cannot control. We have no control over it. So they are facts and can be proven true. So circumstances may include, you know, things that have happened in our past. We can't change our past. Um, other people's behaviors. We can't control other people. Um, and what's going on in the world. You know, we can't, like the presidential election, we had no control over that. No control. I mean, if you did your part, you voted, you know, you did your part, that's all you can do. Um, so yeah, those are our, our circumstances. And next we have our thoughts. So thoughts are the sentences in our mind that we have about our circumstances. So we have uh, thousands of thoughts going through our mind every day. So on average, we have about 60,000 thoughts in our mind. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and unlike circumstances, thoughts will include adjectives, descriptive words. Um, for example, my boss is so mean. Uh, I'll never lose weight. Or losing weight is so freaking hard. So those are all thoughts that we have. Definitely thoughts. And then also like judgments. Anytime you're mm -hmm. judging something, have you, your opinions, those are all thoughts. Yeah. Um, awesome. And I like to, so I use this, uh, this comparison with a lot of my clients. I kind of like to imagine that my brain is like a one-year-old golden retriever. It's like <laughs> super cute. So cute. Me so much. And it's just wagging its tail. It's constantly bringing me things like, do you want this? How about this? Like you love these. And it has really good intentions. However, it's often me bringing me something that I just don't need. Um, but it has like a ton of energy and it's often really bored. So it just keeps bringing me things. And if I distractedly just try to throw the thing away, it will with the most enthusiastic joy, go get that thing and bring it back to me. So until we take the time to practice managing our mind, it will constantly try to entertain you with things. And so sometimes I just like to imagine it like a little puppy, like, oh, thanks for bringing that to me, you know. <laughs> um, and then one of my clients, I love this, so I had to share this one. Uh, one of my clients described her brain more like an asshole cat. <laughs> like, you know, instead of like a, like a super cute golden retriever bringing you like really sweet things, she was having a really hard time and she compared it to like an asshole cat that just like really lovingly brought her gifts, like a dead mouse, like a bird without a head, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, your cat loves you and just wants to make you happy, but it's confused about what types yeah. of gifts would actually make you happy. Definitely. <laughs> so those thoughts are just those sentences in your mind that your brain just, you know, it just delivers to you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, so we have those thoughts. So then our thoughts cause us to have feelings. And a feeling is a one-word descriptor. So this could be happy, sad, mad, angry, frustrated, or elated, or a host of any other yeah. uh, feelings. Of things. Yeah, and a lot of people start off just using an emotions list. So we're gonna provide mm -hmm. one, but you can like you can just Google emotions list or feelings words, and there's like a ton of 
resources that come up with those. And then uh, I love, I, you know, if you have a couple bucks to buy the mixed emotion cards, you can buy them on Amazon. They're really like they have really good imagery and really good way of getting in touch with which feeling you're feeling at the moment. So I'll put the link on Amazon or link on the show notes for those as well. Awesome. Thanks for that, Mary. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the, just kind of like Googling a list of emotions. Um, cause I personally am not very good at identifying emotions. Like I'm pretty like, Oh, happy, sad. Like that's about it. <laughs> I'm either feeling good or bad, you know, I mean, that's a lot of people, you know, we don't, if we're not spending time yeah. identifying what this emotion is, it's either a good one or a bad one. That's yeah. about how, how close we get. Yeah. And so I found like just having that list of like, you know, just kind of going through and like trying it on. I'm like, Oh, do I feel anxious? Not really, you know? Um, so I can kind of go through and really fine tune like what I truly am feeling. So I found it really helpful. Um, so yeah, our feel, we have those feelings. So next our feelings drive our actions. So for example, you know, what would, what would you do if you're feeling at peace or calm versus uh, what you would do if you're feeling frustrated? So those two things or those two feelings would create two completely different actions in your life. So your feelings are going to drive your actions. Um, yeah. And then your actions determine your results. And that's kind of like the last step of the model, which is our results and our actions create our results. Um, and our results are essentially what is happening in our life and um, in the world because of our actions right now. And your results will always prove your thoughts true. Right. So we should probably just, cause that was a lot of information, just a really, quick yeah recap right so circumstances are the facts no drama mm -hmm. just the facts includes things we can't control everybody would agree on it and then we have thoughts about those circumstances right that's our judgments our opinions uh those sentences in our brain mm -hmm. then those thoughts create feelings and that's just a one word emotion and then those feelings drive our actions that's what we're doing and then our actions are what bring us our results and the results always prove our thoughts true. And so it, um, we call it like a, a thought loop. So you're having, um, if you're having like positive thoughts, you know, your, your brain will kind of prove it true. It's very interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a real quick timeout. Um, we are having construction outside of our house and, so if you hear some random noises in the background, it's going to be the construction. I just heard something. I'm not sure if you guys, if like the mic's picking it up or not, but just so you guys know, um, everything's okay. There's just some construction. Going everybody's on. safe. Nobody's pounding on the walls. Just no. Nope. Yeah. Just construction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, so Mary, now that we've covered the basic concept of the model, how can we put it into use? All right. So this is how we use the model. Um, so the first thing you do is ask yourself the question, what is the problem? Um, to find that sometimes, you know, you can like journal meditation helps, you know, some ways of mm -hmm. just kind of, um, getting in touch with what's going on. And then 
um, I highly recommend that you write this down, uh, print out the worksheets and, or just get a piece of paper and write down the answers to these questions. So the first one is what is the problem? And then what you do is you fill it in wherever it belongs in the sheet. And if you don't have the sheet in front of you, it just has those words that we went over before. So on the top, it'll say circumstance and then under that thoughts and then feelings and then actions and then results on different lines. And so then you plug your problem into wherever that belongs. So if you're just feeling sad, like sometimes you just feel sad and you don't know why, you just put that in the feeling line, right? Sad is an emotion. And then you just ask yourself why, right? If, if you've got an emotion on there, why am I feeling sad? And the answer to that question will give you the thought that you're having. And a lot of times we have lots of different thoughts, lots of different sentences. Just write one down. It doesn't matter which one. You know, if there's a, a you know, this is happening and this is happening, just write one. You know, leave out whatever's after the end. Um, and then later, if you want to go back and do another worksheet <clears throat> on the other half, you can do that. But so you ask yourself, why am I feeling sad? You write down that thought, whatever the answer is. And you ask yourself, what is that thought about? And that's going to give you the circumstance, right? What am I feeling sad about? Um, so you put that in, right? You put that in the circumstance line. And then mm -hmm. you ask yourself, when I feel this way, right? When I feel sad, what do I do? And that gives you the action. So when you do that thing, that action you just wrote down, what is the effect or what do you create? when you're doing that kind of a thing. Your result is always evidence for the initial thought. So you'll always feel and create a result that proves that initial thought true. And that one's the hardest part for me and a lot of times for clients, but that's okay, it's a work in progress, right? Mm -hmm. I find you get a lot, of, a lot of information just from writing your best guess on these lines. Yeah. Um, and now that you've written all those things down, right, now you can see how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are related to each other. What I love about this is you can decide if you like the way you are thinking and if you want to have different results. Um, and so this is one of my favorite things about the model. One of my biggest complaints about like psychotherapy is that we're often very focused on dysfunction, like disorders, symptoms, diagnoses. And when I use this model along with a technique from Byron Katie, when you do like a thought turnaround and uh, I'll just, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for that. Um, but that's, you don't have to do that when you do this, but I use this technique more than I do most of the things I learned in school because it's so, it's so simple. And instead of asking the question, what's wrong with me and how do I fix it? Mm -hmm. All it does is ask the question, what thought am I thinking? What result am I getting? Do I like it? Right? Is that thought useful? Am I getting the result that I want? And if it's useful, I keep it. And if it's not, I just work on finding one that works better. So there's a recognition that your brain is working just fine. It's just offering you a pattern of thoughts that have probably been offered to you, like either by someone else, a lot of times, like what our parents said to us when we were really, really small. Those are the thoughts that we keep repeating over and over now. Um, so, you know, those thoughts have been offered to you by somebody else over time, or, you know, in the beginning, they're usually protective in some way. And they were useful for you at some point, but now they're bringing you results that you no longer want. And mm -hmm. so we work on tweaking them to be more beneficial to the life that you want to have. So I really, really love it. And I encourage you to try it. Yeah, definitely. And um, 
I think one huge realization uh, I've had from using the model is that I have the power to change my feelings, actions, and results in my life just by focusing on my thoughts, accepting them, then changing them in order to have the feelings, actions, and results I want. Um, so just like knowing that like you have control over your thoughts um, and you have the power to change them yeah. was huge for me. You know, this has taken me out of being the victim and giving me the, in like giving me the power to create whatever I want in my life versus like life is happening to me. Like this is happening to me. Oh no. Um, so I can like, you know, change my thoughts about, you know, the circumstances in my life in order to get what I want basically. So I think it's really cool, you know, like knowing that I have the power to change my life and I'm not just like at the whim of the universe, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's been a learning experience for me and, um, you know, but I've seen positive changes in my day-to-day -day life since using the model. And it has been an invaluable tool when I come across a major obstacle in my work or personal life. Um, I've also changed my eating habits for the better and have developed a healthier relationship with food through using the model. Um, so in my eyes, it's, you know, truly um, amazing, the, you know, the power of our thoughts, the power that our thoughts have and how our thoughts affect our lives. And I think that I've just, you know, the model has really like opened me up to that and um, been a game changer, you know? Yeah, the way, the way we think. Yeah. It's how we get our results. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at our notes, Keith, and I realize we don't have an example. And I'm, I'm wondering if, oh. like, should we just do one? Yeah, let's do an example. Um, do you want to just, is there anything, like anything simple that, that you're working on right now? Yeah. Um, so I was actually thinking of this one. I've had some sleep issues. Mm -hmm. um, just being a, new, a mommy. Um, so I was like, you know, a really good sleeper before I had a baby. And then, you know, baby comes and they wake up multiple times a night and you have to feed them or else they keep crying. Uh, they don't go back to sleep on their own um, until they're a little bit older. Um, <laughs> So I kind of had like this habit of like getting up throughout the night and I just, you know, wasn't as deep of a sleeper. Um, and so, but now, you know, my daughter sleeps throughout the night. She's been sleeping through the night for months now, but I haven't. Okay. Um, so I, have you know, wake up in the middle of the night and then I'm just like, oh no, like I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. You know, and then, of course, all the thoughts race in my head, like, okay, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be tired tomorrow, and I have X, Y, and Z to do tomorrow. Um, you know, it's going to suck. So I've just been really, you know, focusing on, you know, what are my thoughts around my sleeping patterns and my ability to yeah, sleep. Let's do this one. This one's perfect. So yeah. you can answer it, like, really short. Like, what do you, what would you say the problem is? The problem is waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep. Okay. So we'll, we'll put on the action line, waking up in the middle of the night okay. and, and then also not falling asleep. Mm -hmm. I'm typing. If you're, if you're just listening, I'm typing this in on our sheet so we can share it with you. 
So waking up in the middle yeah. of the night, not falling back asleep. Yeah. Okay. So do you know how you're feeling in those times? Like when you're waking up? Oh yeah. I feel frustrated. Definitely frustrated. Cause it's like, Oh no, here we go again. Right. Here we go again. So that's the, is that the thought? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's just like, you know, here we go again. I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. All right. Let's put that one down. I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. Yeah. Because this is such, that's such a good one that we do all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. So, of course, you're feeling frustrated. And the circumstances, you know, I'm just going to guess, um, you know, like you're in your bedroom and you wake up. I don't think there's anything you can control up to that point. Like right. Right. My brain wakes me up. <laughs> or my body. <laughs> body body is now awake. <laughs> right? That at, at 2 a.m. <laughs> and now you're not able to fall back asleep and you're having the thoughts, I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. Yeah. Right? And so if we look back at it, right, so now we've got the model mm -hmm. filled in almost. So the circumstance body is now awake, thought, I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep. And that thought causes frustration. Mm -hmm. And then frustration, when you're frustrated, it sounds like you just, what do you do? You stay awake? You yeah, I, I'm awake. I toss and turn. Awesome. I not fall asleep. <laughs> and then so your result and this is how, this is where some people get confused and why this is like the perfect one, right? So having mm -hmm. this thought, I'm not going to be able to get back to sleep, your result is what? <laughs> I don't, I don't go back to sleep back to or sleep. I stay awake, you know? Which is, that's exactly how it works all the time, right? And so mm -hmm. that's, that's one, you know, that's one half of it, right? You could just do a model where you look at what is, what is my current thought and what result is it getting, right? And Keith, are you satisfied with the result that you are getting? Yeah. Oh, am I satisfied with my result? No. Am I satisfied with the model? Yes. <laughs> you did a very good job, Mary. Um, Are you I'm not. No, I'm not satisfied with my result. You want to I would love to go back to sleep. Fabulous. So, so what we do is we fill in the circumstance, right, which is always the same, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, middle of the night, I've woken up, right? So mm -hmm. then you can fill it in in any of ma uh, manner of ways, right? So I, you could fill in like, I guess the action would be what? What would you like to be doing? So when I wake up, I would like to be able to go back to sleep, fall back asleep in a timely manner. So fall back asleep, back to sleep, right? And how do you need to feel in order to fall back asleep? Oh, I need to feel relaxed. I think relaxed, relaxed would be a good one. And you know, the, for the listeners, it could be different for different people. Like it could be relaxed. It could be, you know, Zen, it could be distracted. Sometimes like distracted gets me to sleep. So mm -hmm. it could be different for you, but you know, for Kisa relaxed is feeling right. And so how do you have to think about being awake at 3am in order to feel relaxed? Um, how do I need to think? Uh, that's a good one. I mean, I, I, can I brainstorm here? Yeah. Um, so, and this is, I'm capable. You throw I'm, capable. I'm capable of falling back asleep. I'm capable of falling asleep. Um, I'm able to fall asleep. My body 
my body's capable of falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in more of like the sense of like feeling relaxed, like I would almost take my thought away from sleep in general, maybe. Yeah. Um, and just think of like what are relaxing thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, things in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes to get to like relaxed and safe, it's like, I'm okay. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, I think this is fine is a good one, actually. This is fine. I'm right where I need to be. Oh, yeah. This is fine. I'm right where I need to be. Just just type in those in so we can remember those later. Yeah. Right? And so hopefully feeling relaxed, hopefully going back to sleep, right? And then your result would, would prove your, your thought right if you were thinking that thought, right? Just being where you need to be. It wouldn't necessarily put you right into sleep, right? But then at least right. you're relaxed and you're feeling calm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I love that you had a couple of different possibilities because that's usually mm-hmm. what happens to me, right? Like I'll write down a whole bunch and then I'm like, that one doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, what? it doesn't feel true. I don't really believe it. It doesn't make me feel relaxed. I thought maybe it was not the right one. Right. And then you kind of like, almost like you're putting on a different outfit, you know, like you try a couple different ones on. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, one thing you just mentioned, Mary, that I want to point out is that when you're changing your thought, the thought needs to be something that you will believe. Yeah. Um, Don't BS yourself. We're we're not talking like cheesy positive thinking like saying things that you're like no it's not true right (laughs) no like stuff that you will believe (laughs) that you think is believable Mm -hmm. so like I'm right I'm like I'm right where I need to be like that's believable for me versus maybe I'm able to fall asleep maybe I might like question that my brain would probably question that if I'm like oh I'm able to fall asleep really are you really Right. And they maybe would feel confused instead of relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you, know, you yeah. could have like bridge thoughts too, like maybe this mm-hmm. is <laughs> I could be. It's possible that I'm just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning how to relax at night when I wake up in the middle of the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's like trying on a bunch of different thoughts and just seeing is there one like that feels believable and could lead me to a different result. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I like it, Mary. Thanks, Kisa. You're welcome. <laughs> so do we want to head on to our uh, tips? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. We got five tips about using the model in your life and I highly recommend that you do it. Um, so our first one is that you write it down. Um, and I don't know. I've journaled forever in my life. Like I always, I've like a thousand like journals from years and years. I don't know why I keep them, but I have a whole <laughs> bunch of them. And if I look back, I'm like, what is this random, like just thoughts on a page and like wishes and like, what's, you know, making me angry. Um, you know, I never really had a purpose for it, but now 
you know, now I have a purpose. So now when I journal, I just do kind of a brain dump, which is pretty similar to what I used to do before. Mm -hmm. But now I know that it gives me the thoughts that are going on in my head and I can take one of those thoughts and I can go ahead and I can put it into a model. Right. So journaling is a really good way to just, you know, take, take some of those thoughts from in your brain, put them on paper. And then you can like pick one or two out that you're like, Ooh, that one sucks. Let me see what that's getting me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's um, like a bra- a brainstorming session. Yeah, totally. Okay. I think journaling is great. Just a brain dump is great, but putting it down on paper is it's a really good idea. You find some really good, really good thoughts to put in the model. Mm-hmm. Um, the second tip uh, is to meditate and I don't want to turn people off to meditation. <laughs> I know it's really hard for a lot of people. Um, I know it feels really hard and painful sometimes. Um, A lot of people try to meditate and they're like, it didn't quote unquote work. And Mm -hmm. what I like to offer to, I offer this to every single one of my clients, whether or not they decide to or not, but meditation and like super short meditation, right? Like one minute, 60 seconds of meditation. Um, it's a really good way of looking at what's going on in, in your brain. Um, it's kind of a, a way of picking out what thoughts you're having and what I'm spending a lot of time thinking about, right? If you're meditating and your brain goes off into this like drama and you technically aren't meditating, right? You're not like calm and centered and Zen. It gives you something to write down or something to put in that model, right? If you're going off on this story, this thought um, yeah. story in your head. So definitely useful. So, so kind of like those thoughts that come up when you are trying to meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the things to write down. Yeah. The, and sometimes we call them like intrusive thoughts, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm centering myself, you know, I got my eyes closed and I'm just like counting to 10 or I'm focusing on my breathing. And then mm-hmm. my boss at work in my head comes and tells me that I <laughs> that thing, right. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, let me think of all the ways that I need to respond to that. Right. That's a perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect okay. Thought example for the model. Awesome. Um, and then tip number three is practice separating out the circumstances or the facts from the drama, which is your thoughts. And this practice, if you don't do any of the rest of it, it's just super easy and useful on its own, right? Like if you tell a story, like mm-hmm. I was just telling about like, oh my, right? Like my boss told me I did this thing wrong and now I'm feeling so frustrated and just mm-hmm. pulling out the facts, right? Which is my boss said line two needed to be fixed. That's it. Those are the facts, right? Everything else is drama that I create around that. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it, that's a fun, a fun tool. I think um, Mary, just to point out, I think um, I don't remember what podcast, maybe you can remember in a previous podcast, you told like this, I think it was the Cinderella story, oh, like yeah. without, any drama. It was like all the facts about like the story of Cinderella. So I thought that was like, yeah, super boring. I thought that was a good kind of like example and like maybe a way to practice. Like if you can't quite do it, quite figure it out, like in your own story or your own thoughts, um, like think of a story like the Cinderella, like tell the Cinderella story with like just the facts, just the facts, take out all of the drama. (laughs) Right. If it's fun, there it's not yeah. facts. <laughs> facts yeah. are not fun. <laughs> yeah. Facts are boring. 
That's a really good idea. Yeah, just take like any story, like Robin Hood, Cinderella, you know, any mm -hmm. story and take out all of the opinions and the judgments and the excitement and just, just the facts. It's a really good practice. And then to be able to do that with your own stories can be really powerful to see mm -hmm. what is kind of the truth, like just the reality and what is the part that I'm creating with my own mind. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Um, tip number four, try on new thoughts. And this one, I, I found this one can be a lot of fun as well. So at any given time, you can just practice having different thoughts about something because your, your brain is yours. You get to do what you want with your thoughts. Um, so I do a game with the kids that I work with in my office and, you know, you can do this on your own and we just, we pick any random thing in the room and it can literally be anything like a rug, a chair, a game, a toy, a shoe. Mm -hmm. And then we pick a feeling word and then we come up with thoughts about that thing that would bring us that feeling. Right. So if, if we were looking at like my phone on the table and we'd pick the feeling word frustrated, right? And then you just think all the thoughts you can about my phone that would bring the feeling frustrated, right? Like it's so loud, it's so slow, it's too big. Uh, it vibrated, a text vibrated in the middle of a session, right? Like any frustrating thoughts you can come up with. And then you mm -hmm. take the same thing and you pick a different feeling word. Um, and so in this example, like you could pick like loving, right? Like how can I feel loving about my phone? And you just just come up with thoughts, right? Like I can call people I love. It reminds me what time it is. It has alarms that tell me to drink water. You know, my phone is wonderful, right? Like mm -hmm. all, all of the things that are great about my phone. Um, and it's, it's a fun way to see that you, you know, like picking something really simple that you have complete control over, over how you're feeling about things. It doesn't feel that way yeah. a lot of times, but it's, like it's just to get in touch and to notice that you can do that. Um, and then the last tip, tip number five, is just to make it a daily practice. Um, and this is the recommendation of Brooke Castillo, and I agree that writing it down <laughs> one model a day is just, it's really good for you. And in the beginning, you might not think you're doing much, and then all of a sudden you'll find that, like, you're blowing your mind. Um, so if you write down one model a day, right? You one, you write down one that shows you what you're currently thinking and what results it's bringing you. Right. And, uh, in Kisa's example, it was, she's not sleeping, um, because of the thought that, uh, you know, what was it that you should be sleeping? Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not able to go to sleep. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't go back to sleep. You do one, Brooke calls it an unintentional model. I want to give her credit where it's due, right? She calls it an unintentional model where just like what you're thinking without paying attention. So um, one that's bringing you the results you don't want, and then you do a model, maybe changing the thoughts around a little bit with some possibilities. Um, you do a model with how you would like to think, feel, and act. And so that was the example with Kisa, where it's like, oh, you know, I am right where I need to be right now, or I can fall asleep, or, you know, trying on some different thoughts um, that could bring you a different result. So do it daily, friends. Do it it we hope you do yeah. come back and tell us about it first join our facebook group yeah or just you know find us because you know where to find us it'll be in our show notes um mm -hmm. and tell us tell us if you use it tell us what you think all right because that's all we got for you today 
Thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. And if you'd like to know more about us and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Look for us, the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa on Facebook. And then, of course, you can always contact myself, Mary, at my website, maryelisepreston.com or Kisa at her website at kisaamaro.com. And that's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Hey, song. <laughs> I don't know why I needed to sing that. It was beautiful. Thank you, Mary. Tomorrow. That's it. That's all we have. Thanks. Love you all. Bye, guys.